rework spacking with Shaq? Is this a slam dunk or a missed free throw? The hot new unicorns coming out of Y Combinator's demo day. WTF is an ETF. Are robots taking over my cubicle? Our mission is to bring together the best venture capitalists to compete so you have the insights on how to invest with the best. Now let's meet our venture capitalist jumping in the Thunderdome. Charlie Lass, Dallas Ventures, the ideation expert, founded and exited multiple startups in the UK and US, senior lecturer at MIT, and affectionately known as the Hitman. Cassandra Carruthers, upheaval investments, based in Chicago, an evergreen fund investing in AI, machine learning, aerospace, and robotics. Portfolio includes SpaceX. Matt Conwell, Rare Breed Ventures, known as your favorite VC's favorite VC, and owner of the best VC Twitter in the game, runs a $10 million fund investing in underrepresented founders. Chris Dubos, Ahoy Capital, the LP of Primetime VC. Invest in early stage VCs through fund and direct company investments and manages a $190 million fund. You want prime time? We got prime time. Four investors, one walks out with the title belt. Let's jump into the most electric show in business entertainment. IPO alert powered by M1 Finance. WeWork, Deliveroo, Didi Shushing, and Endeavor all set to hit the public markets. Pick one upcoming IPO that you're most excited for and has the brightest future. Chris, start off the show, please. All right. Well, look, I'm excited about so many of the IPOs out there. In fact, even in our own portfolio, we've got an A to Z, Astra to Zymergen, coming out either IPO or SPACing. Um, so there's so many good companies out there that I'm super excited about. I got to say, of these four, I'm actually not as excited, um, partially because some of the spaces that are in are so hyped and value equals opportunity minus perception. The valuations are killing me. Maybe DD on a good day, that could be a world transforming company with some of the ways they're they're leveraging their data, but um, but at the valuation, the hundred billion nosebleed they're talking about, it's still a tough buy if I'm a public market investor. Okay, Mac, how about yourself over here? So for me, I'm I'm excited about Didi. You know, we work. We're not even going to talk about Deliveroo. They're really cool, but they're just trying to get some money. They've already gone public. They're already down by thirty percent. It's not a great look. Their business model is not really going to make any money. Endeavor, they're really all about MMA. So if you're an MMA fan, cool, maybe. I don't know. They lost over $2 billion this year. They're trying to get a, a money grab for the public market. So I'm going to pick between the four. Didi's the way to go. People are going to say, well, they're an Uber competitor. Well, we see that U.S. companies have a hard time going over to internationally. Didi's probably going to make it work over there in South Asia. Okay, good point. I'm going to give Mac a point. Deliver is not yet to make the profit. Cassandra, which IPO you Echo like? Mac on Endeavor and Deliveroo, not to mention that WeWork is just plain shady. Uh, my, <laughs> my pick is Didi, but for pretty specific reasons, the market's huge, set to be at least 200 billion in the next five years. The leadership's definitely there, past work experience at Alibaba. In addition to Goldman, um, I'm really interested, of course, innovative, yes, like um, arguably, beyond their investments in things like AI, chip accelerators, 
um, autonomous driving, self-driving cars. They're also at the core of all of this. It's localization, fierce competition against Uber and other players in the Chinese market, and now rapid expansion internationally that will support the price. Charlie, IPO that you're excited about? I'm, I'm delighted to go rogue and say we work. I know it's not a popular opinion. Uh, the shadiness is potentially gone. Who gets an IPO right first time? Okay, quite a lot of people. But in this case, they've cut an enormous amount of costs. They've got three billion in cash. Uh, and as people are trying to get back into work, into an office space, having a long-term commitment for a 10-year lease on a, on a building isn't gonna be appealing. But their short-term rental option actually really appeals uh, to my market. Uh, I've got a lot of confidence in it. Okay, I mean, they changed the CEO, Sandeep Malathrani. Uh, who was the Brookfield property CEO, definitely a respected CEO, spacking with Bow X acquisition, which is Shaq's SPAC, something to be noted. I'm gonna throw it over to you, Chris, again. Uh, Didi was picked twice, $6 billion valuation. Are you, uh, you have any rebuttal against them? Didi? Well, look, I gotta tell you, I, I like Didi as a company for, for everything, for all the reasons Cassandra said, but like at the end of the day, I. I think that one of the best strategies is don't just do something, stand there. Like, I don't know if I'm a buyer, you know, people have been talking about Didi at a hundred billion dollar valuation at the, uh, at the IPO. I mean, as a public market investor, how can you be excited about that? You know, maybe you get a six, seven, eight X, you know, over the first several years, but I'd rather much rather be a private market investor in that company. Charlie's shaking his head. I agree with you completely. Where is this to go from a hundred billion? There's not enough room. There's not, the multipliers aren't there. Mac, Cassandra, I'll, I'll, Open it up. Here. I'm just going to say we got one guy who didn't want to pick any company. We got another one who wanted to pick a shady company. I feel like me and Cassandra over here winning. That's, that's all I'm going to say. That's how I'm going to leave it here. Hot Sectors, brought to you by First Republic Bank. President Biden recently announced a new deal, the American Jobs Plan, that allocates $2 trillion to infrastructure and an executive order to boost purchases of US-made goods to build back America better. What sectors will emerge as a result of this administration's announcement? Charlie, what are your thoughts? Thank here? you for leading with me because I didn't prepare this question. Um, I'm gonna go with the automotive industry. It's not emerging, obviously, but it is the, the number of brands that we have that resonate with people here, that people feel very, very passionate about these companies. It's a very visible uh, market. I think that we're going to see a lot of investment propping up against potentially the AI, uh, the auto, uh, autonomous uh, driving. All right. You're looking good. You're looking good. Keep yeah, that. That wasn't up. a great answer. I appreciate that. But I'm going to do my tie and then see if that helps. Beautiful. Mac, your thoughts on which, uh, which is going to benefit the most here? So of the new deal, they're already talking about two thirds of it is going to go towards green energy, infrastructure, um, climate you know, that's a beautiful thing, which means it's going to follow a continuous trend that we're going to see on the margin, an emerging trend of uh, sustainability. So any company having to do anything with sustainability is going to be a hot thing. We're already seeing the trend in Gen Z. You know, it's only going to get bigger. We're seeing recyclable sneakers like uh, a company like Thousandfell out of New York. You know, these kinds of brands, these kinds of companies are going to be the going rate. Everything's going to be recyclable. Everything's going to be reusable. It's all about sustainability and the circular economy. All right, Chris, which sectors are going to come out on top here? You know, for me, I'm thinking about any discussion of future infrastructure has got to have, you know, some sense for integrating technology 
to increase capacity utilization of, of current infrastructure. You know, you got to improve it and then expand it. So we're talking about efficient movement of people and goods. That's why I love autonomy. We've got a couple of portfolio companies in that space like WaveSense uses ground penetrating radar stable. That's a geo intelligence platform that helps optimize charging infrastructure. Um, we've got cargo drone companies like Elroy. Basically, like I think if it's dull, dirty or dangerous, like it's going to be a beneficiary. And that's the kind of stuff we're looking to invest in. Yeah, Chris came out to play today. Cassandra, uh, what do you think the sector is going to be? I do think that the Build Back Better deal will give the United States the potential to start looking a lot more like Jonathan Foley's book, Project Drawdown. And I'll plug that right here for anyone that hasn't read it. So to echo what's been said, um, but to take it a step further, the underlying message here is that America's economic recovery or future growth, I think AOC said it in the sense of turning today's billion dollar problem into a trillion dollar opportunity tomorrow um, is tied to the climate crisis and recovery thereof. So renewable technology, clean tech, et cetera. The other half quickly is that all family friendly policies. So things around healthcare, um, education, uh, are big as well. Also, uh, electric vehicles, and they're talking about subsidizing, could encourage delivery companies to buy e-trucks from companies like Workhorse or GM, both publicly traded. Uh, I know Chris mentioned some companies that are going to benefit from his in his portfolio. I, Mac, Cassandra, or Charlie, any companies that you have that might You just mentioned automation uh, and automotive industry, so I appreciate your support. Mac? So we recently made an investment in a company called Verde Ag based out of Canada, they do precision irrigation systems. Uh, so they are now expanding into the US. Really cool market. Everybody should check them out. Cassandra, you got a shout out any company that's probably going to benefit? In our portfolio, we've got Reniac, which does AI acceleration that could play into a lot of these industries. Other than that, outside of the portfolio, I've been meeting with a ton of really cool clean tech companies, uh, certainly. If we're pitching cool. portfolios, I'm going to throw in Locate11, which is a, a geospatial and GIS verification service for the construction industry, like Google Maps Underground. We're excited to announce our partnership with M1 Finance in creating the Primetime Portfolio. We're taking the insights from our VCs to buy stocks using the M1 Finance Super App. We're inviting you to download the app, the link below, to invest alongside us. All gains from these investments will be donated to the nonprofit Girls Who Code. Download the app and let's make some money for a good cause. Startup Spotlight. Y Combinator's W21 Demo Day was the largest to date, with more than 300 startups getting one minute to pitch their companies to an audience of investors. Which startup from YC Demo Day will be the next unicorn? Mac, what unicorn did you see? So YC is amazing. We love them. I've gotten some of the best advice ever in my life from Michael, the CEO over there at YC. The problem is that Rare Breed Ventures, we invest in Rare Breed founders, so like YC is not typically where we go. So I'm gonna plug an amazing company based out of St. Louis, ran by three amazing black women. Shout out to Sierra May, the CEO of Rebundle.co. They're the first company here in the US to create plant-based biodegradable braiding hair. I know, I just blew everybody's mind. Really dope, right? Should check them out, go to their website. They're currently sold out because the product's so hot, everybody wants it, but more is on its way. Hot product. Cassandra, uh, what do you think? Who's coming out on top of this? Love that, Mac. Um, okay, I saw a company called Mind Portal, which, don't know if it gets my vote, but they're aiming to build a non-invasive brain computer interface that you can control any technology with your mind. Just gonna mm. leave it at that. From London. Sounds like a, a Neuralink uh, hybrid. Anything, uh, any other, 
Any other sectors, Cassandra, that you liked? Yeah, there there was one called Clico and another called FlexTalk. Those are the specific companies. One is based um, in Argentina, I believe, doing like Amazon level logistics for all of LATAM. And the other one is Middle East and Africa focused. So I think I'm actually in Mexico City at the moment, seeing a ton of pain points around e-commerce. So I think that could have huge implications. All right, subtle flex there too. Uh, Charlie, how about yourself or a YC demo? demo there are two, uh, Camelan, I like. I think they're gonna be very good, but I'm not sure they're a unicorn, but my pick for a unicorn is Pickle. Uh, they have developed a sort of otter-based AI and video analysis system that allows you to uh, assess uh, trend analysis for conversations, video calls, all those kinds of stuff, uh, the pitch of your voice, uh, the content of the subject to predict what the outcome of a meeting or an investment discussion might be. And I think that's, uh, that's fantastic. We've used some of that. We've built something similar ourselves. These guys are just absolutely crushing it. Sounds like a good company. Chris, uh, what did you think about YC Demo Day? Yeah, YC Demo Day stresses me out because YC is just a momentum factory. And, you know, when I wear my LP hat, I'm just like, holy smokes, you know, like everything that is bad about venture gets amplified by YC. So I get a demerit for saying that. And God, you know, God help us for the the, the devil's instrument that they foisted on us, the safe. Um, what a... What a difficult and challenging and horrible instrument to, to fund. Like just price your freaking equity. But I'll tell you a company that I like that the FRC guys funded, so um, we're investors in FRC, so it's in our portfolio, is Remora. Um, it's a really cool uh, co uh, company, back to Max's point about the circular economy, um, captures carbon emissions from a semi-truck, and then basically they can sell those, that carbon to concrete producers and other, other folks um, to kind of capture 80 to 85% of, of the carbon that comes out of a, a tailpipe. Also Flux, a Nigerian uh, digital payments company, and infrastructure company, giving minimal fees to, to bring money over to Africa. Elizabeth Yin at the Hustle Fund gave a shout out to that recently. Uh, so that's definitely an interesting Africa-based startup. Buy or sell, powered by Stockflix. UiPath is filed to go public. The New York City-based global software company that develops a platform for robotic process automation was previously valued at $10 billion in 2020 and is now valued at $35 billion. Buy or sell, the well-known unicorn UiPath lives up to its $35 billion valuation. Cassandra, buy or sell? Ooh, that's expensive. Um, I'm gonna buy it though. I'm gonna take this position. It's what, like a 57 or so multiple. Um, but honestly, my general thoughts around this and there's some key metrics that stand out to me are around an, a really unique path, very humble beginnings, self-taught developers, the founder, they started as a consulting dev shop in Romania um, and grew to be the leading RPA business essentially in the world. Um, honestly, they have turned themselves around financially. A lot of their metrics tell the story of a struggling business that cut costs and has grown revenue like crazy from one to 600 million in the last five years. Okay, so we got one buy, Chris, buy or sell, UI pass valuation, 35. You know, e even though I'm always saying, you know, opportunity equals value minus perception and the perception seems pretty high here. Um, I'm actually a techno utopian. Like I believe that in the future, we're all gonna live lives of leisure and uh, and sit around while our uh, our bots, whether they're software or uh, or intelligent hardware, automate our lives. So um, so hopefully UiPath is uh, on the uh, on the road to having my intelligent agents 
uh, allow me to be a chief of staff of, uh, of, an, of an army of bots uh, that, uh, that bring me drinks while all my work gets done. Okay, interesting take, interesting take. Mac, uh, buy or sell the UI pack. So I'm gonna buy. So to Cassandra's point, company had humble beginnings, raised 1.6 million in 2015, became a unicorn in 2018 with a $1 billion valuation. Here we are three years later at $35 billion. They're only moving up. They're becoming an industry leader. The best part about it is they have a full suite of products. When you have a full suite of products like that as a company, it becomes really hard to take you out of a business because once you get in, they're using all your products. So even if they wanted to use a competitor, it's only going to move one or two pieces. If you have 10 pieces integrated, you're in there for life. That's how Microsoft keeps beating out Apple in the, in the, uh, in the industry. So I'm a, I'm a buy. This is only going to keep going up. Charlie, are you agreed here with uh, Chris and Mac and Cassandra, everybody? I, I couldn't disagree more. Uh, our model is we are with the, we're, we're the ideation stage. We take an idea to market in 30 days. Uh, for us, it's the most complicated, the most difficult, and the, the highest return, the highest delta within that first stage. If I've gone from, as you, as you said, they made 1.6 million to 35 billion, I'm selling. I'm out. Thank you very much. I'll move on to the next thing because that's where this next graph can can, can change. So uh, for me, I'm out. That's what they said about Tesla. <laughs> Bird in the hands, two in the bush. How about that? We didn't get a, a good definition of robotics processing automation. Anybody want to chime in on that uh, clear and concise way to describe it? I will. So in, I mean, in a general sense, it's a form of business process automation, but in UI paths approach, it's off automating any really boring, repeatable, mundane tasks where you're sitting in front of a screen and utilizing multiple applications. It could look like pasting data into a spreadsheet or downloading you know, uh, things and filling out forms and things like this. So it's it's saving tons of time and energy. Which is why employees. my combinator, like, why Zapier have done so well. I mean, the, uh, we we use uh, Slack workflow and Zapier workflow all day, every day. And everything we do, we spend like 20% more time just make sure we never have to do it again through this kind of system. That's a good shout out to Zapier. Uh, unfortunately, it's not going to get you into the finals, Charlie. Appreciate uh, you're coming out. You did a great job. You looked great. Uh, you didn't make it to the finals. Complete Cassandra. Fix. It's a complete fix. I hate you all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was rigged. Yeah, yeah rigged. Yeah. Exactly. Here's the thing. I'm on a two-game losing streak. I'm coming for that belt. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Hey, I, I came in second last time. I don't want to be the Susan Lucci, so I'm, gonna, I'm coming for you, man. <laughs> Susan Lucci took a straight out of nowhere. Great sense of humor. Welcome to the finals, the money round, brought to you by First Republic Bank. ARK Invest's Kathy Wood has been outspoken and bullish on Tesla. ARK recently announced the debut of its new fund, a space exploration ETF. Meanwhile, Barstool Sports president David Portnoy has aligned himself with a new ETF called Buzz. What exactly is an ETF? And how is it different from a stock? Mac, start us off in the finals. So simple enough. If you have a mutual fund or 401k, you, you invest in these index funds. There's basically an ETF is just a collection of funds, a collection of stocks in one industry or another, right? And so what we're talking about here for space, space exploration, it's a bunch of stocks that they've already chosen to, to diversify your portfolio and de-risk de your portfolio so that your money goes in is going to be safer. You're not going to get the high end returns that you would typically get for a direct stock, but you'll get safer, more distributed returns. You can do much better that way. The difference between doing public markets and, you know, VC stuff, you know.
kind of like us. Yeah, Matt, uh, Chris and Mac miss anything here? Uh, upsides, downfalls, anything worth noting? ETFs. Yeah, the only thing I'd say about the only thing I'd say about ETFs is the beauty is uh, their main difference from a mutual fund is that you can trade them intraday, so they trade on exchanges rather than getting priced at the end of the day. And the thing to watch out for with ETFs is just as in a mutual fund, you're kind of beholden to the judgment of the person who's running it or the team that's running it. And so you got to watch out for you know not only their skill and ability, but their alignment of interests and uh, and their fees, which play into alignment of interest. And uh, you know, I'm not saying any of the folks that are raising ETFs now are, are crooks, but there definitely have been crooks in the ETF space, as there have been everywhere. So watch your wallet. Any hot ETFs you want to shout out that uh, you're interested in or you know, place to bet in possibly? Hey, I love space exploration ETFs because we've got a ton of companies. We've got you know, Astra, Spire, um, you know, Planet is still private, but we got a bunch of companies, man. If Rocket Lab, like I, I have like a freakishly wide uh, 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 space portfolio through mostly through my managers, but also with a couple of directs. So hey, the more buyers there are out there for space companies, the more excited I am about that space portfolio. All right, Mac, you to got the moon, baby. To the moon, Mac. Basically, for me, I like to live on the wild side, so I don't really do ETFs. I prefer directs because I like the higher end of returns. This kind of speaks to my nature as a venture capitalist, so you know, ETFs aren't really my thing. So, you know, I, I would say Roblox, you know, double down on Roblox. It's having a rough go of it, but keep going. Now, that's a real chance to go to the moon. You did, you did predict Roblox. It, it's been going down since it IPO'd, unfortunately. We'll just make a note of that. Venture funding to female founders in the U.S. has dropped from 3.5% in 2019 down to 2.5% in the last year. What is your prediction on where VC funding in women-led startups will be by the end of the year? Let's go over to Chris. Start us off here. Give a prediction for VC funding. All right. My prediction for year-end is still pretty modest, something like 4%, but I'm so much more bullish about uh, down the road because the future is female. And more importantly, there's so many great female investors. We've got one on the show here tonight with Cassandra, and we've got you know folks like the Renegade guys or F7 or and I went to the Equity Conference. Uh, that was one of my last trips before COVID hit, and just amazing talent. You know, there were hundreds of uh, you know initially that conference was focused on on female VCs, but now we're starting to see more underrepresented minority uh, VCs there as well, like the like Kanye from. Uh, Kindred and a bunch of other folks. So I'm really excited about the future of, uh, of female and underrepresented VC, which means there should be more funding that flows um, flows to uh, to those kind of female and underrepresented founders. Natural flow over to Mac. Mac, what are your thoughts on here? Predictions and uh, any shout outs to LPs, GPs? These numbers have been about the same since I started my first company in 2010. They haven't changed much. They're going to change incrementally. We'll probably go from 2.5 to maybe we'll get up as high as 5 by the 5% by the end of the year. But here's the thing. We're not going to see a material increase in these numbers until we look out 10, 15 years out. To Chris's point, there are more and more uh, women GPs getting into the industry. We're now starting to make more and more investment in women-led companies. But it's a long cycle. It's going to be a while before we see these numbers really start to take off. But as we've seen over the last year, we're seeing more LPs putting more money behind these GPs. Shout out to Cake Ventures. Shout out to Steel Sky. Shout out to... Uh, 
hustle fine. And, you know, shout out to Rare Breed. We invest in a lot of women, too. Shout out to Rare Breed. Shout out to Andrea Turner Moffat over at Plum Alley, too. Fan of hers. Uh, Angela, CEO of Credit Climb, doing big things, as well as Tammy Sun, Kurt, Carrot Fertility, and Luan Cox, uh, Fin Market. A couple female founders that are making big moves. The one that got away. What's the one investment miss that keeps you up at night? We're going to bring it back to Matt. So... This is a company that may be under the radar. Maybe everybody doesn't hear, haven't heard about it yet. It's a company I just missed out on last month. Uh, it's called Evaluate That Market. They're the first company that is uh, and can in real time uh, give you the value of NFTs, specializing in Top Shot. They're the only ones that right now, if you hit refresh, you're going to see the change of values and all the Top Shot moments. They just signed the partnership with Top Shot. As Top Shot's uh, parent company is getting a $3 billion valuation, they went from like zero to 22,000 users in like less than a couple weeks. That company's on a rocket ship path. I wish we got in. I just got to them a day late. That's what happens when you don't check your email every day. Chris, uh, the one that got away. In like 2010, Rob Hayes called me up and said, hey, we've got uh, some excess allocation in Uber. Uh, you want to take it? And it was at the $600 million valuation. I'm like, $600 million, are you kidding me? Like, why would I even, like, that's just way too pricey for me. I like companies that are that are younger and smaller and more dynamic. So uh, that is how sometimes, you know, your value sensibilities can get in the way. The company that's up and coming that I, I missed the last round of, um, because I was just a little bit late to the party, uh, is Merlin Labs. They're doing some outstanding stuff in uh, autonomous aerospace. And I think that is going to be a world-changing company, full stop. Did you pass on Merlin Labs or just you missed out on that completely? I, I was just late. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, hopefully there's a little room for it, for me in the next round. Late to the party. Uh, this was a close one. Let's Day late and a dollar short. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like both of you on that one. It's too bad. Uh, Uber sounds like a, a heartbreak. Uh, listen, Mac... You, you absolutely crushed it today. But, you know, we got Chris, the newcomer, coming back. Chris is the winner. Primetime VC. Mac, you got to come back and get that belt, man. Giving it to Chris. <laughs> the final word. I, I had no, like, belief that I was actually going to win. So I didn't actually prepare anything. So I'm just going to, like, talk from the heart for a second. Um we have such a great platform in, in venture capital. We invest in world-changing companies, um, and you know. But the thing that's missing is community engagement, um, and I think it's really important to you know for people to get involved, and not just with money, but with time. Um, you know, I've I've spent some time volunteering in education, but I don't do anywhere enough of it. Um, but it's it's important, you know. The, as a society, we're getting much more and more, you know, uh, unequal. My economics professor would say our Gini coefficient uh, is increasing here in the United States. And, you know, the, the point of getting to the top of the mountain is not to stand there and say, look at me, everybody, but to offer your hand down to pull up the person who's right behind you. And I think if we can, like, promote more of that ethos uh, in venture capital uh, and in society more broadly, it would do everybody, uh, you know, kind of a, a solid. Thanks for watching Primetime VC. Do us a favor, subscribe, share this with a friend. We're growing this organically, but if you like this video, I think you're gonna like that one. You're gonna like this video. Check it out, all right, thanks.